It's Loving the Strange with Carrie Jones and Sean Farrar. Loving the Strange, a podcast for weirdos and those who want to be weirder. Embrace the strange. New episodes every Saturday, live streaming Fridays. Loving the Strange. Check us out. Hey, Sean K. What's up, baby? Nothing much. Hey, welcome to our, our podcast. Yeah. Do you want to tell everybody what we're talking about today? It's about like strange drinking, drinking, drinking traditions, drinking traditions, drinking, drinking traditions. Yeah. So it's like drinking traditions and kind of like some weird drinking laws mixed in too. And uh, hopefully it's going to be super fun. D Harris is already here because hey, he's hey, our D. best friend forever. Um, and I am very excited to be here. How about you? I don't know, but reading your thing really quick right there, your eyebrows are more visible than mine. I have a comment in the chat about my eyebrows um, because I've decided that I need to get some fake eyelashes and some eyebrow pencils or dye or something because my eyebrows, like, they're thin, man. And they're super thin. And, um, and they're more uh, visible than mine's. Yeah, but Shawnee, you're just like blonde. Like you're not supposed to have eyebrows. I'm brown haired. I'm supposed to have eyebrows. Oh, uh, I like your right. eyebrows. Well, that's very sweet. Hey, Carden and hey, Dee, we're so glad you're here. And I'm so glad you're going to listen to us talk about weird drinking things and hopefully participate yourself, not in the drinking. But oh, the you talking. can participate in the drinking. God knows Carrie and I are. Oh, yeah. You know what? I've had 18 tequila shots, and I am buzzing right now. She's only had one, <laughs> and she's buzzing. <laughs> Not even like tequila. All it right. was kind of harsh, too, actually. It was harsh. So I have a weird drinking custom from the Huffington Post. And as always, disclaimer, disclaimer, disclaimer. All of the things we source are in the podcast notes on Carrie Jones Books Stuff Blog. Don't let me forget to send them to you, baby. Cardin said they'd be drinking with us, but they don't have any booze on them. I think we need to fix that. Oh, my Cardin. God. And Dee is currently drinking because it's been a day. Oh, Dee, I'm sorry about your day. <laughs> Thank you, Dee. That's my excuse every day. It's been a day. Been a day. It was Monday today, but I'm still drinking. It's been a day. No. <laughs> okay, ready? Go ahead, baby. So here is one random weird drinking custom from Hoppington Post. It's, these aren't as sexy as I had hoped that they would be. Yeah. But, um, it's And I can't vouch for whether or not the Huffington Post is lying. But allegedly, according to the Huffington Post... Yeah. Toasting originated in the 17th century England of Englandness. So, you know, like uh, when you're like, toast, cheers. Dude, that's actually the number one drinking tradition if you think about it. Toasting? Yeah, it's like the most exciting. <laughs> While it's not exciting, it's really like the most exciting one there is. So keep going. Yeah, it's interesting though, because it's like you don't toast with your food ever. You only toast with like your liquid. Right. Um, and so when they started toasting, 
they actually added spiced bread to the wine that they were toasting with to try yeah. to like make the flavor better and to decrease the acidity of the wine. Man, the wine must have been harsh back then. I know. I would Holy have been like crap. bird woman. Like I would have never stopped burping or having acid reflux or something. Can you imagine? If Carrie like, drinks a couple glasses of wine, especially if it's red, she's super lucky if she does not vomit. I vomit from red wine. Hey, and other Carrie is here. Yay. And they said, get the synthetic ones. Don't get the mink ones. What? <laughs> well, eyelashes? Do they have mink eyelashes? Oh, oh, yeah. Get the mink ones, baby. No, never in a million years. <laughs> Carrie knows me well. Your Honor, she was wearing mink eyelashes. I had to defend the mink of the world. Dude, that's horrible. I didn't know they did that. And I'm going to look it up afterwards. I didn't know either. They have the really cheap ones. They're made out of rat fur. All right. So I've got to tell you that the Huffington Post says that it originated in England, but blog.thenibble.com yeah. says that toasting actually like toasting to someone's health started in ancient Greece. And it's even mentioned in the Odyssey written by Homer in which Ulysses drinks to the health of Achilles, right? Oh, I can they didn't, imagine that. But they didn't call it toast until the 16th century. And it does indeed, which is not the same as the 17th century from the Huffington Post, but it did indeed involve toast, which is the bread, in the wine and the same the, thing the first written account of toasting one of them is in shakespeare's the merry wives of windsor and you've got to wonder why those wives were merry um in which falstaff <laughs> says to bardolph who's like this random guy in his posse go fetch me a quart of sack put a toast in it see those wives were merry because they were drinking the predecessor predecessor the predecessor of box wine. It was bag wine. <laughs> it was Boone's. A nice, a nice goat udder full of wine. <laughs> I kind of want to go get wine and put bread in it and see what happens now, though. Oh, God. I'll just clog up the nozzle. You can't pour it out of the box anymore. I don't drink box wine, Johnny. But I don't know, you want to know? Like, don't you want to put some bread in some wine and like see what happens? Nah. How do you not want to do that? Because I'm not much of a wine drinker as it is. Oh, I'm sorry, Captain Bud Light, but you know you gotta get oh, a little refined. Oh my god! It's a special, special, special day when I drink Bud Light. You know it. Oh yeah. Special day. Yeah. How much does a pack of Bud Light cost? Do you call I it don't pack? even know. No. Yeah, it's a pack, <laughs> but it's a, a six pack. A six pack. A 12 yeah. pack, a 24 pack, a 36 pack. Bottles, cans, whatever. What do you want? 12 ounce bottles, 16 ounce bottles, wine. You know? In the house. <laughs> Carrie's messing with you guys. She buys it by the box from FedEx online. <laughs> No. Um, I mean, anyways, FedEx delivers it so they can get proof of ID. Yeah, you don't buy wine from FedEx. As soon as we stick our heads out the door, they just drop it on the ground. They're like, I'm good. Or at least me. But do we have any bottles in that main part of the house? 
<laughs> no, and I'd have to go over to the East Wing it. and go down to the wine cellar and freaking get some out. But you know, I'm only allowed one entry a day, so. I was going to try having wine with bread in it because I feel like that's oh, like a brave We don't thing have to do. bread, baby. I didn't we have English any... muffins. You'll have to have wine with an English muffin in it. <laughs> wine with an English muffin makes sense. Oh, my God. Lord, <laughs> I've been trying to teach you how to drink for a long time now. Apparently, I've failed. We have. But wouldn't that be fun? Like to no, celebrate? No. Like, it sounds like a ruination of a bottle of wine. Or any good English muffin. <clears throat> are you going to dump it in? Are you going to pour a, gla a glass of wine first and put the toast in the glass? I think so, yeah. All right. Maybe or do you, you do think that. you put the bread in the wine glass and then you put the wine on top of the bread? Whatever. I want to know way. how it worked. But you got to put some t peanut butter on it first. No, you don't put peanut butter in your wine. On the bread. No. Yes. No. Give, give that wine some palatable flavor. Uh, but also, they didn't just do it with wine. They also did it with ale, which kind of makes sense to me. And if you yeah, ale about, would go better with toast. <laughs> yeah. And if you think about it, you know, like a lot of people, uh, especially I think the British, put... Um, like bread in their soup i might be wrong about the british i don't know who does it other than my family but like you have soup and you like crumble up your bread and you throw your bread in the soup the way you do with saltines so i wonder oh. if that's related to that too you know <laughs> yeah maybe i don't know and then what there's also the wassail or wassail which is like this english thing where it meant good health or be healthy, right? And like you do that at Christmas. Yeah. Like Christmas songs and stuff. All right. Um, and I think that has to do with cider, which is in Southern England as well. Well, see, if you put a cinnamon roll in cider, then you'd be all set. That actually sounds really good. Heck yeah. Wow. You gotta you gotta match your breads with your with your booze. What would you put for like a, sou in, a like? sourdough for beer? A sourdough for beer, yeah, or a pretzel uh, that's almost bread. What would you do? Pretzels with, like, are usually sourdough, aren't they? What would you do with naan? Oh, I don't know, maybe or like a tortilla. Could it torch tortilla with no, no tortilla <laughs> tequila. and tequila? Sounds disgusting. <laughs> but then, when you if you're drinking mezcal and you get to the worm, you could have a little tiny worm taco. Oh, that's so gross! <laughs> but also, did you know that when you clink your glass and you say cheers, yeah, um, according to the blog.thenimble.com, you do that one for the pleasant sound of the clinking. Yeah. Two, to ward off evil spirits. I don't think they mean the spirits that you're drinking. I think they mean like ghosties. And three, somehow to avoid poisoning. Really? Yes. Oh. I don't know how clinking your glasses. Maybe it's because you're supposed to clink hard enough where you actually get a little bit of your drink and the other person's drink and vice versa. And then yeah. if they don't drink, then you don't drink. Ooh, be like, oh, very... you bitch. You're trying to, you're trying to roofie me. That's like very Agatha Christie. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's cool. Um, oh, D said tortilla with um, tequila, and I think D is right. If you do oh. tortilla chips. Oh, a, a little salt? Yeah. Yeah, that would oh, oh, if you got lime-flavored Tostitos, you'd have yes. to get that, that a little <laughs> lime and salt with your tequila. Okay, moving on. Do you have... Hey, we can do a we can do a whole blog post about mixing your alcohol with your proper starch. We probably could. We could probably make uh, a bar out of that. Oof, That'll be yeah. our next business. <laughs> Drink your food. Is that going to be our food service for the liquor it'll, license? <laughs> yeah, it'll be drinking food. In, in Maine, in order to have a liquor license, you have to have a certain amount of your stuff be food. Um, that's not alcohol. So we could just put the pieces of toast inside right. the stuff. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's brilliant, man. You could have like a little teeny wedge of peanut butter and jelly sandwich and a nice cocktail of some sort. Oh, or a drink that was like a chocolatey, milky one. Are you going to have peanut butter and fluff? I'm full. Oh, that's, I got a lot of ideas for this, baby. I think this is a really good idea, actually. Yeah. Doug Marshall wrote in chat. I don't drink, and I feel like I'm missing out on the knowledge. No, honestly, Doug, no. you're not missing out on <laughs> What you're missing out on is experience. But it's not necessarily an experience you need. Oh, it is. Man. All right, so, Sean. It's, if you've never woken up somewhere and you don't know how you got there, see, you missed out. And you're a nice, wonderful human being, possibly with morals and uh, some ability to restrict and restrain themselves. If you've never woken up on your neighbor's lawn, you're... naked, not Except naked, or a flamingo floaty, not naked. <laughs> if you've never woken up naked on top of an empty Bigfoot suit, you've never lived. That's what I missed, and I'm kind of jealous about that. If you've never woken up naked hugging a manatee. He ain't lived. See, John Bell says I have. <laughs> <laughs> I have too. I have. Uh, uh, I'm talking about the neighbor's lawn, actually. But oh, we lost a viewer. Okay, ready? What? Tell us. I don't. We know lost where. a viewer. Well, why wouldn't we after that? So, Sean, tell us your drinking story, drinking tradition story, or a weird and interesting fact about alcohol. Oh man! Okay. Why isn't John Bell our brewer friend here? John, who? I'm sorry, not John Bell. John. Hill. No. Oh, I don't know. Dude, their names are so close. I know. And he gave me a tequila shot. I'm not gonna be good at oh. this. Oh. <laughs> uh, yes. So. <laughs> I'm gonna talk about a real, a real. I don't know. To me, this was like common knowledge, but a lot of people might not have heard about it. And we've already talked about it briefly, and that's mezcal, which is tequila. I don't know the difference. Well, mezcal is more of a smoky, harsher, if you can believe it, tequila. <laughs> well, how can while it be you, harsher? how does Scotch feel when it's going down your throat? 
like you have entered the eighth level of hell. Does it feel and like the sexy you're... guy from Lucifer is not there to help you through it? That's to me, it always about. felt like I was drinking some, some somehow drinking liquefied sand, like almost like it had scotch? a texture. Yeah, but that's how mezcal feels rough, real rough, oh. compared even compared to tequila. But mezcal has a a worm at the bottom of the bottle traditionally, which is actually a grub, which is the larva of either a butterfly or a moth. So it's like, you know how like when I harvest the tomatoes, I'm like, oh gosh, I hope there's no slug in there. Yeah. They're like, please let there be a slug in there. Well, that that's the theory, but really it's placed in there on purpose because okay. You know, with today's commercial farming methods, there's just not many larvae in your agave plants. Anyways. Um, I like my tomatoes. So, <laughs> those are some tasty tomatoes, though, aren't they, baby? They are, but you won't taste them, but they are good tomatoes. Okay, uh, no. talk about the booze, babe. Talk about but the I'll booze. eat the heck out of the spaghetti sauce you've been making with them. Anyways, so the mezcal has a worm, and when you drink to the bottom of the bottle, you're supposed to eat the worm. Are you and, that junk that you eat the worm? Is that what happens? Oh, I ate the worm. Like, oh, I don't even care. The one, time, the one time I had a bottle of mezcal, I ate the worm, yeah. Dude, what were those things that stags that you ate? Oh, that those someone... were those were dry, freeze dried mealworms that you okay. feed, feed to a pet. Okay, so we were at a party, and people um, people double dog dared Sean, and I think gave you five bucks. Yeah, they gave me five bucks. And um, to eat mealworms, I would eat a whole bag for ten. And my man did, because he classy <laughs> like that, and he'd do anything for money. And that's why I love him. They have no flavor. I can't believe you ate them. Everyone was so amazed. Well, it's just protein. <laughs> so gross. So gross. <laughs> but you did get five bucks. Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. That's another that's another poker buy-in. <laughs> All right. So I have a fact ready. Yeah. This is from weirdomatic.com which is possibly the best name for a website ever. And according to Weirdomatic, where they're trying to help us have more alcohol knowledge, just like we here at Loving the Stranger trying to do, their number one fact is that Russia used to consider 10% alcohol too low. Really? Yes. According, here's a direct quote. It's no secret that Russians really know how to drink. They're infamous for holding their liquor well. And a lot of it. Maybe this is because until the early 2000s, anything with alcohol, with an alcohol content of 10% or less, was considered cooking material in Russia. That's right. They didn't drink alcohol under 10%. They've been down in the hard stuff for years. So it's no wonder they can drink most people under the table. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't, do you think that's real, though? What? Like that they that they drink so much so they have a high higher alcohol tolerance than most people in the rest Isn't of the that world. A thing? Isn't that like a I know it's a thing, but is it a real thing or is it more like a worldwide urban legend? <laughs> I'm gonna look it up right now. <laughs> so you have to keep talking while I look it up. Well, I actually have an article about drinking vodka in Russia. Oh, really? And it says, in Russia, it is unacceptable to drink vodka in any other way except chilled, 
straight from a shot glass. It is commonplace. Oh. It is commonplace to, no gross. to knock back the beverage in one. And if you insist on chasing it with something, it must be a beer. Really? Following the soldier tradition and the national notion of brotherhood, custom dictates that when drinking in a group, gulps should be taken in unison, making the practice of getting sloshed a kind of synchronized dance. One of the stranger quirks of Russian drinking culture involves putting the empty bottle of vodka on the floor next to the table. Since empty bottles left on the table indicates that the drinker is destitute. <laughs> I don't know why. Wait, what? Why? Baroque. I don't know. Wow. Carrie said us Welsh folks could probably give a Russian, uh, the Russians a run for rubles. Which is really funny because what I just found is ready. Yeah. Um, off of rbth.com, and the article is why do Russians drink so much? Um, the thing is that it says that Russians, like most Europeans, slowly metabolize the alcohol into the into acetaldehyde, which I just said the wrong thing, and that chemical is what gives you hangovers and other unpleasant effects right mm -hmm. some people in other regions throughout the world um that process right happens a lot more quickly so those populations have a lower tolerance for alcohol so oh. russians and most europeans do have the gene that allows them to drink more right Mm -hmm. And they also have a culture that allows them to get used to drinking more. Like all the way back in like, I think the 1600s or some, no, 1600s, um, they started having state taverns. And in each tavern, you had to send a certain amount of money to the treasury, no matter how much booze you sold. Um, and so that incentivized all the tavern owners to sell as much booze as possible in order to hit that mark and exceed right. it so that they could make money. So basically the culture made it so you wanted to drink. I'd want to drink if I lived in Russia. We don't know that you've never lived in Russia. It's too cold, man. Not all of Russia is too cold, baby. That's a massive generalization. Well, the massive generalization that's propagated me into believing it's too cold. Baby. What? Your genes. You have Russian genes. I know. That's you know why that, I right? drink. Like, you can drink because you're six foot six and you're huge and you're from Florida. Hold on. Let, like me my, let, me get my, let me get my empty bottles. <laughs> Are they under the table? They're next to it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you want me to go or do you want to go? No, I want you to go, baby. I just did the the vodka thing. Oh, that's because you bothered to look it up. That doesn't count. Ready? Yeah. No, I started it with Russia used to consider 10% of alcohol too low. So here's another one. Ready? Yeah. Ready. That was mean. <laughs> Hello? I'm just going to leave the podcast because you're going to be mean to me and stuff. Not being mean. Look at him slowly drink. He can't handle it. He can't handle it. <laughs> All right, good. ready? You put too much seltzer water in there. I can't handle the little fizzy bubbles. All right. Allegedly, um, the Dutch 
So in the Netherlands, I'm very annoyed because Huffington Post called it Holland, but whatever. Holland. The Dutch have adopted the headbutt method for drinking whiskey, which means you don't use your hands. You have to bend from your waist to take a sip and then you straighten up and then chase it with beer. Really? Can you use your hands for the beer? I do not know. The Huffington Post does not tell me that. Well, you know what? All that bending over and straightening up is bound to wreck a fella. <laughs> Jesus. I know. After like three of those, you think you drank a case of whiskey. I know. That's a good um, trick, but it, not good right, for the tavern you owners. One, baby. You ready? Huh? Are you ready? Yeah. All right. So I'm um, ready. In, the, in the Czech Republic, I used to think I was Czech. Um before DNA happened. Um, toasting is a serious matter. How serious? You have to make eye contact with the people you're clinking the glasses with. But if you cross your arms, like if you guys cross, right? Yeah. You're cursed with seven years of bad, do you want to guess? Alcohol? Sex. Oh my God. Yeah. Is that all? Seven years? That's a lot of years. What do you mean it's at all? At least you're getting sex. But it's bad sex for seven years if you cross your arms while you're drinking in the Netherlands. Depends on how old you are, though. If you're like 18 and you get guaranteed seven years of bad sex, who cares? It's sex. Oh, my gosh. No. 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 Hang on. What is There's a bright side to everything. All right. You want to read John Bell? John Bell has yeah. a comment. Right. <laughs> we played this drinking game where we filled five small Dixie cups, each one equaling three shots, or maybe three shots. So we would see. Who, oh yeah, <laughs> we would see who could drink them the fastest. I beat three people in a row. <laughs> the first one was eight Cuervo eighteen hundred. The second one was Jägermeister, and the third one was Jack Daniels. Then I tried to go like fireworks spinner and couldn't move, so I burned a hole in my leg. Sean, that'd be me, standing there looking at me like, what are you doing? <laughs> ah, yeah, I, I did. I, that's a true story. I remember that one. You didn't finish. Then I went home, went to bed naked, <laughs> got the puke. Got up to puke out my back door and fell over and cracked my head on the floor and passed out. Oh. <laughs> my neighbor said he got up the next morning around 9 a.m. Oh, manager. we don't have the rest of the story. No, yet. we don't. But I know how. I, I can tell how it ends anyways. See, let's go Go up one. Go, go to Hakiko's. The guy answer is all sex is good sex. That's what I was very, saying. Very true. Very, very true. Very, Pretty much very what I'm wrong. saying. I know, but I mean, I'm refined in my bedroom mannerisms. But when I was like a teenager, man, I would take a seven years of bad sex in a heartbeat as opposed to seven years of no sex. Again. What? Such a guy. Such a guy. Of course. John's story, which is still continuing... Remind me of Newman Day, which is something that started at Bates College and Paul Newman was very, very upset about. Um, Newman Day, it's, um, Bates is where I went to college. And Newman Day started in 1976 in a thing called Winter Carnival. 
um, which is like, I don't even know, a bunch of weird little things that we did for school spirit in the middle of the winter because it was January in Maine and freezing. And you were supposed to try to drink 24 beers in 24 hours. What? That's easy. And some students said that Paul Newman once said, 24 hours in a day, 24 beers in a case. Coincidence? I think not. I don't know if that's a real Newman quote. I feel like it probably isn't. Because um, he got really upset about this when I was at Vance. Anyway, yeah. so um, they, it was originally called Paul Newman Day, but then we shortened it to Newman Day. And it became a tradition every year, like decades and decades, right? And it even started, like it caught on at Kenyon and it was at Princeton and I think a couple other colleges too. And it was terrible, terrible. Because to win at Newman Day, you had to not only drink your 24 beers, you also had to go to all your normal classes and go to breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And you weren't allowed to boot. Do you know what You weren't allowed to what? No. Boot? That's throwing up. And oh. if you throw up, your counter went all the way back to zero. Ah! That's crazy, but I know some people that could do that too. <laughs> but I could do 24 and 24 for sure and, and eat all those meals and go to class. Really? I know I could. Oh, yeah. I get, I'd drink 12 before I went to class and then there's the rest of the day. Well, Paul Newman was very upset. He wrote letters like to Bates, to like Princeton, like all the newspapers and all the colleges. And even talked about it in an interview with the New York Times. And yeah. he's like, no, don't drink for 24 hours. Do community service for 23 and then follow that by with a cold one. Uh -huh. Yeah. Well, you can start your 24 hours then. <laughs> and before I went to They could have called it the Norman the Newman 45 uh, Newman 47. So um he uh, wrote a letter to the president of the Bates before I got there. And it was still happening when I got there. So obviously his letter did no good. Um, and he was like, I am surprised. I was surprised to learn that a day which was held in my honor was actually an excuse for drunkenness, disregard for property, disrespect for people and deeds of questionable character. That the tradition of these activities has been wisely quashed by those in authority is indeed a relief, which kind of cracks me up because... Because they weren't quashed. No, they weren't quashed. Uh, Poor whatever. Paul Newman, though. He tried so hard to be a force for good, and his name became a day a name for the day of drunken drunkenness. And I know. In random places all across the college. I know. Think about Mr. Cornhole or Mr. Beer Pong. Those <laughs> poor guys. <laughs> People legitimately would stay up until midnight. They'd be like, I can't go to sleep because then I'm going to have to, like, if I get eight hours of sleep, I'm going to have to double up. It was a big deal thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But why would you ever go to sleep before drinking 24 beers? Well, no. It was like you're supposed to start at midnight. And yeah. if you were sleeping until, like, eight, yeah, then that meant you had to eight hours that you had to catch up with. Like, you couldn't do one an hour. You had to right. do. Yeah. Oh, because you lost that eight hours. Yeah. I got you. I got you. Yeah. Well, you can um, prepare Cardin for said, it. 
my undergrad college has case day and it's the same 24 packs in 24 hours yeah lol and Cardin <laughs> said i never participated see another experience missed out on <laughs> i don't know where the rest of john's story is but uh i know we need I, the I think rest he and i could do a whole podcast alone on drinking stuff do you know i don't know if i want to know yes no, this is not a bad thing john uh, who became like mr social butterfly at some point in time when we first started hanging out and going to parties and stuff which meant like i was probably 17 and he's probably 16 maybe because we were still in high school and i graduated high school at 17 so he yeah. didn't drink he didn't drink I did graduate high school at 17, yeah. Just because. Dude, we would have never been in high school again. One of those birthday things. All right. No, wait. No, I was 18. Sorry. I, I was 17 when I signed up for the Army. <laughs> oh Anyways, uh, I bet I was 17 when we started. Okay, going out. okay. It doesn't matter, Gramps. He, he didn't drink. With your story, Gramps. Yeah. So I would have to drink a beer, a bottle of beer because we always drank bottles back then and give him an empty and he'd walk around with an empty beer bottle in his hand so people would think he was drinking. Aww. Yeah. I did that. You did that? <laughs> you, you know what I also did? What? I also, um, I had no driver's license because I failed yeah. the driver's test. Long story. Not my fault. Um, and so I would be the designated driver because we were all yeah. like, oh, well, Carrie doesn't drink, so she can drive the car and bring everybody home. Well, that but, just sucks. But also, the whole time, every time I did it, I only did it like three times, I think. I was like, I'm going to get pulled over by the cops. And I was such a bad driver that I was, and I can't, I have no night vision. I think it's working. <laughs> <laughs> It was so stupid because if the cops had pulled this over, they'd have been like, you're sober, but you have no license. Everybody else in this car is drunk <laughs> and they're all under 18. It would have been so bad. Did you, when you were in, did you drink at all in high school? No. Oh God, we would have never hung up. Um, <laughs> uh, did, okay. So in college, did you ever play quarters? That's when you hit the quarter. Bounce the quarter off the table and try to get it in the glass. Yeah. Yeah, I sucked at that. <laughs> I had no depth perception. It was not a good game for me. John and I used to play that all the time. Like, we were really good at it. Of and we'd sucker these other. We'd sucker these at my friend Mike Griffin's house. We'd sucker these other kids into playing with us. And John and I always sat on the side of the table close to the wall because Mike's mom had a lot of house plants. Yeah. So so we'd play fair for the first couple drinks, and after the, the other people had a couple shots in them, we'd start throwing it like to our side or over our shoulder so it landed in the, the pot, the plant pots. And so we weren't really drinking. And we would just get these kids totaled. That's probably That's not so a, really cool, but and it was always dudes. It was it was we weren't predatory guys. <coughs> it was always guys. It was funny at the time. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. You was. said she would have hung out with me in in high school. I'm sure you would have, Dee. I know. 
And I would have hung out with you too. I would have too. I would have got you girls drunk. No, you wouldn't. I would have. would have been solidarity. and like. I would have made you drive me around then. Yeah, probably. (laughs) (laughs) But Dee probably had a driver's license, so we would have been all okay. Did you know? Ready for a weird and interesting alcohol fact? Yeah. Not um, 50 million people are drunk right now. Really? Yes. At any given time, like you just pick a time. Boom, now. Boom, 10 seconds from now. 0.7% of the world's population is drunk. Really? Isn't that amazing? How much is, what's the percentage? 0.7%. Almost a tenth, huh? Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. What if you were one of those people that were in the every 24-hour category? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Like you you wake up and your blood alcohol content's higher than a normal person. (laughs) So Dee did have her driver's license, so we definitely would have been okay. That's good. Darn, I feel like I missed a whole lot. I need a parallel universe. Um. And John Bell said they would always show up three hours late after we were already drinking. Yeah, that's true, too. He's talking about the the, the victims at the parties. Well, that's why they're <laughs> victims. They showed up late. Did you know, speaking of victims, in Scotland, they make yeah. sure that no cows are victims of the drunkards. Because in, in Scotland, there's this old law that's still yeah. there. You know how they don't get rid of old laws? Yeah. And it is illegal to propel a cow while you're all liquored up. What do you mean propel? Like cow tipping? <laughs> no, like you can't ride one. Oh, oh, let's go ride. Like a like a mechanical bull, but only real. Like a real cow. Yeah, like a Highland cattle, I'm assuming. Well, who the hell wants to ride something with horns like that when they're drunk? God, those Scots are crazy. They're amazing. In a kilt, too. Can you imagine? Oh, no. I can't imagine getting a sack hung up on one of those. God. <laughs> and also, allegedly. <laughs> make a hell of a cartoon, though. No. Oh, never mind. No. 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 Ready? Ready for another fact, my little love? Yes. All right. <laughs> Um, if you're in France, like, hey, you wait. know how, like, what? Don't call me little in public. I'm so sorry. My big daddy. So, right, in that's France, that's my in girl. France, you know how, like, oh, you won't, you gotta let me take control of the podcast, baby. Ready? Yeah. Okay. So, you know how, like, in lots of places, like, hey, you're in Maine, and if you have a breathalyzer in your car, it means that. You're someone who's being trained to give breathalyzers, like a cop, right? Um, Or you've been arrested and you have to have that breathalyzer in order to get your car to start, right? Okay. In France, allegedly, you're supposed to have one if you're going to drive at all. Really? I don't know if that's true, but that's what it says on the thrillist.com. Wow. They probably have them in bars, like the little, you just change out the mouthpiece and you blow into it. And the guy's like, I'm only twice the legal limit, I'm good to go. Also, in Germany, they're not all worried about the cows and drinking, but they are worried that if you ride your bike when you have imbibed, um, 
then you have to you lose your license i'm not sure if it's your bicycle license or yeah. your regular driving license and you have to also undergo a medical psychological assessment yeah because it would be so foolish as to ride a bike when you're that drunk i think that would be scary it can end up in a tragedy trust me i know so can a skateboard don't ride a skateboard down eagle lake road when you jump in the middle of the night that happened once uh-huh do you want to tell that story so people can get your reference honey oh it's just when i was a popo <laughs> and some guy was trying to like basically cross the island which is a long long ways on a skateboard at night over a mountainous terrain he was going downhill on one side and hit a rock or just lost control and got very severely injured did not die but it took me a long time to find that skateboard. <laughs> it was far, far away. So you like you found him, and he was like, <laughs> and Somebody then you had to locate, him, yeah, this like a like a motorist. And then well, you yeah, had I had to like reconstruct the accident, you know. And, <laughs> yeah, I wish people who don't live here could understand that. Like, all right, so. It's a big island, right? It's a really huge Yeah, island. it's not like a little tropical island where we can just run no. across and share a campfire with our neighbors. And the Eagle Lake Road is this two-lane road. Yeah. And the speed limit's 45, maybe? Most parts, yep. Yeah. And it's, like, kind of curvy. And hilly. And it doesn't have a good breakdown lane in most of it. Like, it's hard nah. to even run or ride your bike on it. And, yeah. Uh, and this in his nighttime, right? Yep. Oh yeah. And, and he's just riding his bike, his skateboard. Skateboard. Yeah. That's amazing. I know. Amazing. Quite amazing, actually. I, I just uh, I, I want to know if he was skateboarding uphill because that would take a lot of leg work right there. So much leg work. Um, Carrie has a story that reminds me of Newman Day. Um, she said we used to play a game called Bob Newhart. Sounds familiar, actually. We would watch all the episodes, and each time anyone said, Hi, Bob, you had to take a drink. It sucked when he had a good therapy. Oh, my God, I remember that. I, I would have never have remembered that show, though, without this comment, but I remember the therapy sessions. That's a really old show, isn't it? Like the new yeah, show? That's super old. The bald guy with a really dry sense of humor. That's like the same time frame as, uh, as, uh, What's the bub what's the bubbles music show? Uh Lawrence come on. Welk. Yes, Lawrence Welk. Wow. I'm proud of me. Good job, baby. Thank that you. is an old show. Maybe you not have, quite as old as Lawrence Welk, but what? do you have any interesting drinking traditions, baby? I don't know if it's interesting, but it's it's one from Korea. <laughs> And it says, many visiting businessmen have accidentally fallen foul of the widely observed and somewhat peculiar drinking customs in South Korea. <laughs> Yet there is only, only really one main rule to adhere to in the South Korean drinking game. Respect your elders. In particular, I can read better than this normally, folks. Hierarchy must, in particular, hierarchy must be observed during a jovial hosik which is a character-building drinking session which gives your boss the chance to judge your proficiency in the boardroom by your competence in the boozer. 
when or when enjoying a glass or tin of Soho, which is a distilled beverage similar in taste to vodka, but traditionally made from rice. You must serve your elders first and then wait for someone to fill your glass in return, as is also the custom in Japan and many other Asian countries. Both hands must hold the glass or bottle when receiving or pouring a drink. To use only one hand indicates you think yourself above your superiors. Are you getting bored over there, baby? Yeah. You must then turn and your you back. you didn't cite your source, bud. You didn't cite your source. You could have waited till the end to say that. There's no reason to interrupt me. With your huffins and puffins. Both. Anyways, you must then turn your back to the elders in your group when taking a sip to show respect. Be warned. It could be to your personal profession. This is stupid. Okay. I thought it was going to be about getting drunk under the table because the elders knew how to out-drink you. But this right. is from thespiritsbusiness.com. I have something more interesting. You ready? Yeah. It's about underneath things. And again, it's from the Thrillist. Okay. Do you want to guess what it's about? Underneath things? Underneath things. things. <laughs> nah, because all my guesses will be distasteful. Well, you'd be close. So, allegedly, <laughs> Scott's Law yeah. says is like a bunch of like traditions and principles, and it becomes like common law, right? Yeah. Um, and there's some laws that most people believe are no longer enforced and probably aren't. And one of those says, ready? Yes. That a Scottish man. If he is wearing undergarments, such as underwear, tidy whities boxer briefs, or I don't know, whatever else, the thong, under his kilt, he gets fined two beers. Well, that's just the reason to wear that crap, then. That's it's why like you wouldn't. You go into the bar and you, oh, you like, you got to get you two gotta, beers for somebody else? Yeah, you got to buy oh, screw that. possibly whoever's checking under your kilt. Oh, like, no do way. they have police checkpoints where they're like, "Hey, buddy, lift up the kilt. Are you wearing?" No, I can't do it. But if you go, accent, if you go I'm... into the neighborhood bar, I bet you gotta lift it up right when you walk through the door. <laughs> oh, oh, oh yeah, I've heard of that before. That's why I'm always going commando, just in case. Well, you're Scottish. You got I might, Scottish I might walk into a Scottish bar by mistake. <laughs> And this one, this one, my friend who's coughing, is uh, what I think would be your favorite. And in Australia, it is against the law, right? Yeah. Um, to crush a can of beer between your breasts. Well, no joke. That's against the law because that would scare. That would scare any man. As well, who cares if men are scared? Well. We don't want women that empowered. They're that strong. They can drink. They can crush a can between their breasts. Have you seen the size of Australian beer cans? No. Have you ever seen a Foster's can? No. They call it an oil can for a reason. Like the Is old it really can. Big? Oh yeah. Remember when car oil used to come in a can? It's cardboard <laughs> with the tin on each side. Do you remember that? No, I didn't do anything with car oil. But your daddy did. I didn't. No. Not and you had to open it with like a can opener, the pointy kind. <laughs> one on each side. But oh, you... I do know that. So you put one on the other side so it'll actually drain out and vent. Yeah. Wasn't that with Crisco oil? 
No, I don't know. No, no, Chris Kill doesn't drink. Doesn't Chris? <laughs> Baby, what? if your mama was cooking with motor oil, then no wonder her food was so good. <laughs> good lord. Okay, <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> I don't remember that either. Yeah. You skipped allegedly, one. Of the, you skipped the that, John Bell story. I'll go back in there in a second. But allegedly, that lady was um, the Australian lady was immediately fined for uh, crushing the beer can with her booty. She's probably thrown in prison too. That's so wrong. I know that would be wrong. But can you imagine? How do you do that? Like seriously, know. you must have to use your hands. Maybe underwire bra. All right, so John Bell said, remember when we used to see who could hold the keg tap in their mouth drinking the longest? No, John, I don't remember. But it's because you weren't there, it. baby. But you um, had I fun. had, John had the record of 62 seconds and the Looney Cooney was determined to get the record. That's Scott Cooney. Okay. He's he a real it. person. Okay. It sounds like something from Bugs Bunny. It does when you yeah. put it that way. All right. He made it to around 50 seconds and just fell over stiff in the mud at Palm Beach. Still don't know if it was because of the alcohol or the lack of oxygen. <laughs> you all Scott. were nothing like me, my friends. Some of us drank more than others. <laughs> I mean, I did my fair share of drinking. Huh? We don't need to get into that. But I wonder if that was the same trip where my cousin Brooke was riding on the back of a three-wheeler or a four-wheeler with Scott Cooney, and he tried to pop a wheelie, and they flipped over backwards. And myself and John and Brooke ended up in the hospital for the night, only because of Brooke, not us. <laughs> but Brooke's okay. Yeah. She's like growing up now. She's got kids and everything. Yeah. Yeah, all right. She don't like me. All right, D. Harris You don't said, know that. God. She doesn't like me. She's never met me, but she doesn't like me. D. Harris uh, said, the same way the lady crushed watermelon with her boob. That was interesting. I'd what? Like see, I'd like to see that, too. All right, I think after the podcast, we're going to just look up. Oh, we got a melon right here in the chest, but in, in the chair, baby. You can try Maybe it. I could, you can never do that. Can I get up and go get the melon so people can see it? Yeah, and then you I, can. And then I'll but... post the after picture tomorrow morning. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Come on. Honey, there's no, I, I, am, I don't think I could crush like. An egg with my boobs. Oh, yeah, maybe. you could, maybe. Oh, oh yeah, you're good. Okay, anyways, that's not what this podcast is about. I want to know this. what this crushing with boob stuff, is it like sheer weight? Like, do you just pick it up like this and drop it on the object? I don't know. We're going to have to look it up. Unless like you somebody put, tells you us. You put the like beer, comment. like me sitting right here at the table, I put the beer can on the edge of the table. I pick my ginormous oh. boob up and I just let it go. That could be. And gravity's like, bam. Cans flat, maybe, or or watermelon exploded. Do you have, hun? What? Do you have any more research to share with everybody who's listening? Well, you know, keyword there be research. Um, oh, she said oh. she was slamming it into the watermelon. Ow! <laughs> That's hilarious. How did this become a thing? Was she like bending back 
And so it's flailing up in the air and then, kabam! It's like how the Dutch drink whiskey, but with boobs and crushing. That's cool. Oh my God. You married the wrong woman. Why? You know that, right? Because we're just not compatible. But that's what all you need is like, about. all you need is like a boob glove to protect your delicate little boob. And you can use that thing. Those things. Okay. I mean, you got two of them. All right. All right. Moving on. What? All right, moving on. Yeah. Are you ready? I'm ready. You got something else? I got some. See, my problem is here that I didn't do a lot of pre-reading. I was busy today. You're supposed to just paraphrase while you read it, babe. Oh, I, I, I did just run across that one with the seven years of disastrous sex. Well, that's the checks. <laughs> All right, ready? So, allegedly, from HuffPost... Moldovians yeah. during dinner, like they make a million toasts. It's not like just a toast, like right before dinner, but it's like almost every time they drink. I'd be going out of my mind. And there's even a toast that you can say to avoid toasting, which is basically Moldovian for let's go. That's been be my favorite, my go to. Like, let's eat. And in Japan, allegedly, if you're like hanging out with someone at the table, you're not supposed to pour your own drink. You're supposed to pour your neighbor's drink and you have to keep it topped like high. And then they're supposed to keep your drink topped high. And then when you're drinking, you just like turn away and take a sip. And that's supposed to be respectful. I don't know how I was in Japanese in a past life because... I totally get that. Like, I feel like that's how my family was. Topping like, off hate... each other's drinks? Yeah, not just that, but also, like, I hate drinking, like, on the podcast or in a, when I'm teaching a class and I'm super thirsty. Like, yeah. every time I want to be, like, hide and turn away. Oh. And I kind of want to do that at the dinner table, too, but I don't. <laughs> that's just silly, man. No, I don't think it is. I think have my you mom ever, must have done something. Have you ever drank that. through a straw? Yeah. Alcohol. No. Oh, like, like a fruity like, drink in Mexico or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, okay. Because I think tequila straight out of a no, shot glass. Oh, is no, that no. what you're talking about? No, like, I meant like a drink. Like, like say you're going to a baseball game and you wanted to go in with a beer and you were trying to hide it, so you bought like a 64 ounce big gulp and dumped it out and filled it full of beer. And then you put the lid back on and put a straw on it. Baby, did you do this? Oh yeah. Cause that in Fort Lauderdale, they have Yankee stadium. It's the, it's the spring training grounds for the New York Yankees. So we used to go watch cheap baseball games. Oh. And, uh, and that's, yeah, we, we probably, I'm sure we weren't even old enough to drink, but that's how we get our beer in there. I don't even know. What? But when you drink it through a straw, like, you know. Oh, Gabby. One large McDonald's soda cup will just do you pretty good. Baby, what are you doing in there? That's the sound of our dog. She woke up. Oh. She's all flutter. Give her another injection. Put her back. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So March 1st is my birthday. Oh, that's a long ways off. You're fishing and, early, baby. 
a brilliant, brilliant holiday happens in Iceland on March, on March 1st. 1st. Really? Yes. And it's called Beer Day. March 1st is Beer Day in Iceland. Marchtoberfest. Which, which means we need to go to Iceland for my birthday. That sounds like a grand idea. And um, despite that, there's this other day, and I'm going to butcher it because I do not know Icelandic nor the Icelandic like accent. But it's basically Verslunarmana Huggy. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like, hey, man, you want a huggy? Um, and it's in August, and that is allegedly the weekend of drinking. So in my head, it's like a whole Paul, weekend. Yeah, like the Paul Newman days Oof. of Iceland. That sounds fun. Yeah. I'd rather go. I'd like to go on your birthday. Can you see the aurora borealis in March? I'm. I don't know. Because that sounds romantic. <laughs> All right, I have one more weird drinking alcohol tradition for you. All right. Ready? Yeah. So in the Ukraine, at weddings, right? Yeah. Brides are not supposed to ever get their feet on the ground, because that means their shoes will get stolen. And so they're going to be carried everywhere? Yeah. And if your shoe oh. gets stolen, then the guests throw it all around the room. And here's where the booze comes in. And they and drink wine from that shoe. Oh, God. Yeah. That's tough. That is. That's some rugged people. I can't do that. <laughs> Like he goes, says, just don't drink too much and miss the Aurora Borealis shot. Oh, God, no. I'd be spreading a blanket out on the ice. That doesn't sound fun. It'd be a thick-ass blanket, baby. <laughs> baby, do you have anything else to say before we go? I don't know. Not really. Do, 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 what? Do. I was just... Here, let me check my other source. <laughs> And I'll if I if I say anything from it, it's what I will. Oh, was that the Ukraine? I just see the bride stolen shoe. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Huh. All right, honey, you're on this podcast. You have to talk. How about this from Kazakhstan? Hey. Okay. It's okay to have one second of downtime. Dude, that was a lot of downtime. Fermented mare's milk may not be your typical beverages choice on a night out, but it's a staple in Kazakhstan. Oh, God, I would not do well with that at all. In okay, Kazakhstan, kumis, which has the same alcoholic effects as beer, is often drunk on special occasions or for absolutely no other reason than getting drunk. <laughs> How much milk? Oh. So it's fermented cow milk? Mare's milk. So that would be a horse, actually. Oh. Wow. <laughs> Can you imagine? That's, that's like something. That's like cowboys prisoner prison alcohol there. I, Out on the range, we got to get drunk, so we're going to ferment some mare's milk. All right. So in Portugal, here's one more. Ready? Yeah. Um. When you, you know, port, I make you drink it on Christmas Eve. Yeah. All right. I remember this from my family, but I don't remember it really well. Um, there's like this huge elaborate extra stuff that you have to do 
um, when you decant that port. So you don't like mess up the sediment and the bottom and make it all yucky. Yeah. Um, and it's like super extra. And it's like you have these burning hot tongs and ice and like you go boom, 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 boom. And it's amazing. I bet it is. Yeah. And that's a drinking tradition that's pretty theatrical. So I like it. It's like also, Blue Man Group. Yeah, kind of. Or that Alcohol guy with version. the salt on the steak. Remember that steak salty guy a while ago? No. All right. Well, there was a <laughs> um, And finally, in Germany, allegedly, according to the Huffington Post, the night before a wedding, groomsmen kidnap the bride-to-be and take her to a bar. The groom must find the group and buy a round of drinks for everyone in order to get his bride back. What happens if he doesn't? I don't know. What happens to the new bride? Does that Anyways. mean the wedding's off? Like, <laughs> yeah, you failed. Like, you couldn't even find me with a group of your friends at the bar. What is it, Sean? <sighs> so I have a cool guy. I have an Iceland group. Oh, you know, I would have checked every bar in this town. And we would have had a big-ass fight about why you're out drinking with all these other dudes. Hey, Anyways. You're standing too close to that Coast Guard guy, Carrie. And uh, oh, you don't want to get... You, you want to have a poll right now about that? No, okay. In Iceland, in Iceland, which you were just talking about, the national beverage, Brennivin, Brennivin, or Black Death. You need to go there, yeah. It doesn't it's an alcohol of some sort it doesn't say but it has an average 80 proof of 80% so that's 40% alcohol ice cold I don't know what that means honestly 40% alcohol that's a lot the russians have to have more than 10% that's well, what i remember 10 uh, more than 10% for a beer would be high okay. real high but right. for alcohol no anyways anyways this is Iceland's national beverage. I think you failed to get that. Okay. And it's traditionally served like Russian vodka, ice cold and in the form of a shot. So, yeah, we probably need to go to Iceland. When's a good time to go there, baby? Summer? <laughs> no, well, then you don't see the northern lights. I think the best day is my birthday because it's. <clears throat> oh, yeah. As long as we can see the northern lights, that's what I want to see. Okay. I've got a fantasy about the Northern Lights. I don't want to know that. Anyways, thank you all for listening to. Thank you so much. What is the name of our pod? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Akiko has something, though. According to her, according to Euromonitor, Japanese adults on average drink 4.4 shots of hard liquor per week, the fifth highest in the world behind top two South Korea and Russia. So all that genetic stuff is BS, right? Like yeah. that thing that I posted or like referenced earlier, because obviously people who are not in Europe are drinking pretty hard as well. Well, maybe they're just waking up with those big ass hangovers. Oh no. Isn't it like that? They, <laughs> it metabolizes quicker allegedly. And then slower. Oh, the Russian, no, the, the, the Russians, the Russians are, are slow. Right. Other areas and populations are quick. Yeah, but you want it slow. I think, right? So it comes out, it comes over time. Anyways. But can you imagine? That's a lot. 
4.4 shots of hard liquor per week? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, although around here in this house, we do about 12 to 15. Uh, but a, not, general, a night. A <laughs> <laughs> All right, only on the I weekends. Dead. You know I'd be dead. And just anyway. just like when I was a teenager, I've carried on the tradition of the weekend starts on Thursday, <laughs> and it lasts through Sunday. <laughs> oh my gosh. Carrie wishes us a groovy weekend, and I hope you have a groovy, strange weekend too. Thank you all for hanging yeah. out with us. Thank you very I'm much. I hope you strange. all have a groovy, strange weekend. And I hope you all know that Sean isn't 100% honest. What? Um, I am. We do not drink 12 shots a night. No, no. No, no. Definitely not. Bye, everybody. Bye. We love we you. <laughs> he does. He does love you. And we really appreciate you being here. And now I have to find the outro so we can be official. Oh, is that what happened? <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. Thank you for listening to Loving the Strange. Please be sure to like and subscribe. And remember, embrace the strange. New episodes every Saturday, live streaming Fridays. Go get your strange on, friends. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>